Good morning. Please join in as we sing Lord I need you.
We thank you, God, for your righteousness. Lord, thank you for your son. Thank you for, for what you've given us at Promised Land. And we just praise you and give you all the honor and glory for that, God. Just continue on through our service. Bless our message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
ever had a theme song, this would be it. I don't know how many times I've prayed with people going through things and I've said, God's in control. God's got a purpose for this. He knows what he's doing. You'll look back and realize what y'all were going through. Well, those are all well and good when you're praying for somebody else. (laughs) But when it comes down to you and your family and your problems, things change. Your faith has to increase. God says that it is impossible to please him without faith. Hard lesson to learn, but it's true. You're worried about tomorrow And what the future holds Your mind is filled with questions As you face the unknowns You spend so many sleepless nights Trying to work it out Worry has consumed your faith With all its fear and doubt But worryings where faith begins When you put your fingers and And leave it there Oh, just leave it there He's still in control So trust in Him And take a hold of faith again For worry ends where faith begins Why should we ever worry? Why should we fret at all? When worry only hinders the mighty hand of God He says it is impossible to please Him without faith So lay aside your worry Walk on in Jesus' name For worry is where faith begins When you put it in God's hands And leave it there Oh, just leave it there He's still in control So trust in Him And take a hold of faith again For worry ends Where faith begins He's still in control So trust in Him And take a hold of faith again For worry ends Where faith begins For worry ends Where faith begins If you have your Bibles this morning, look with me in Matthew chapter 4. Boy, what a great song service. About two of you agree with me. 
What a great song service. That's a little better. Y'all glad to be here this morning. What's this? Uh, just absolutely wonderful. You know, you think about how better our life would be if we would just, when trouble came to us and trials came to us, if we would just place our faith in the Lord and take Him our burden and as she sang and leave it there. I'll tell you, God can handle anything we're going through this morning. If we would give it to Him and we would leave it alone and let God be God. And I'll tell you what, God is bigger than anything you're going through this morning. The last several weeks we've been talking about getting back to the basics. We're on our fifth topic today of this series. We've talked about salvation. We've talked about the work of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about making a confession of faith. Last week we talked about baptism, and I want to move on today to the next topic. If you would stand with me, Matthew chapter 4. If you're glad to be saved, say amen. amen. Isn't it good to know the Lord this morning? I'm so glad that we can enjoy what we have in Jesus today. Matthew 4 verse 1, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. When he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was after to hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou, can, if thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. And the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, I need your help this morning. Lord, I want your touch. I want your hand upon me. Lord, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard. But Lord, we need to see you, and we need to hear you this morning. Lord, I pray that your word is preached according to your will today. Lord, prepare our hearts. Lord, I pray that they would be soft and pliable to the preaching of your word this morning. I pray that souls would be saved this morning, Lord. And I pray the saved would be encouraged. Lord, may we realize today that we have an enemy in this world. And Lord, we need some protection. We need some defense against the greatest enemy of any child of God this morning. He's alive and He's real. But Lord, I'm glad that you're just as alive. And you're more powerful than that old devil this morning. Lord, we need your strength today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to look at this morning how Jesus overcame the tempter. How Jesus overcame the, the tempter. And I want to look at that example. And I want us to apply that to our spiritual life today so that we may learn how we can overcome the tempter. If you notice in the Scripture at the very end of Matthew chapter 3, we looked there last week, 
and the Lord is receiving scriptural baptism and heaven opened up and the Spirit of God ascended down like a dove. And we, we looked at that last week and it's very interesting that in verse 1 it said, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Immediately was the Spirit of God upon him and led him to the place of temptation. That word uh, tempted there means that the Spirit led him to the place to be tried or to be tested. It means that once Jesus received scriptural baptism to begin His public ministry, it was time to go be put to the test. You remember when the nation of Israel got out of Egyptian bondage and they began to sing a song that only the redeemed of God can sing. And they began to sing about that precious blood of that Lamb and how it redeemed them. And boy, they were singing and boy, they were on top of the world. And it didn't take but three days to lose that song. It didn't take but three days to come to a place of bitterness, to a place of bitter water. And I'm going to tell you today why this preacher doesn't believe in that prosperity gospel, this message in this this gospel where everything, when you meet Jesus and when you get saved, that everything is going to be okay and you'll never go through problems again. And when you meet Jesus, you'll never have a trial, you'll never have a tribulation, friend. That's a lie, and it's a lie from the devil. I'm here to tell you today that the moment you meet Jesus, your problems are beginning. And you will be tested. If Jesus was tested, what makes you think that we are exempt from the same temptation that He faced? When He followed the Lord in that scriptural baptism, He was led by the Spirit to the place of temptation. The day that you follow Jesus, you get ready because the devil's coming and he's coming to tempt you. And I'm going to tell you something this morning. I want you to look around. Look around. Your enemy is not in this room. Look at me. I'm not your enemy. There's going to be days the devil's going to tell you the preacher's your enemy. There's going to be days the devil tells you your brother's the enemy. Y'all heard that this morning. There's going to be days that you're going to think your spouse is your enemy. Child of God, we need to be reminded this morning that our enemy is not sitting beside us. But the enemy that we face is the devil himself. And we need to understand today that that is the one that is seeking to destroy us. He is seeking to devour us. The moment that you got saved, you made him mad. Because He lost you that day. But if He can just get a hold of you now to the place and the point where you won't serve the Lord, to the place and the point that you will send a bad name to your Lord and Savior, it would make the devil happy today. And I want you to know that He is going to seek you every day. He's going to come after you every day. He's going to lie to you. He's going to deceive you. I'm telling you, the devil's a liar this morning. You can't believe a word he says. He's our enemy. He's our enemy, child of God. We need to wake up and understand that there's a force out there that is against us. Jesus went out and He was tempted. Jesus went out and He was tempted. I'm so glad that Jesus overcame the temptation that He faced that day. Because He overcame that temptation, He was able to become my Savior. He was able to become the Messiah. He was able to become the Savior of the world because He was a sinless Lamb without spot and without blemish. And when He went into the wilderness, Jesus faced the devil Himself. And let me tell you something. He was put to the test. And let me tell you something. You come up here and you confess your faith. 
you get ready because you're going to be put to the test. You're going to be put to, I'm warning you right now, you're going to be put to the test. I love upward basketball. You get your players out there. You go to a Hamburg game. You've never gone out there and you see the other team go over there when the whistle's blown and the ball's thrown up. You've never seen the other team go over there to the players on the bench and go start guarding them, have you? There's no point in guarding them because they got them where they want them. They're on the bench. There's no point in, in guarding anybody that's sitting out. You go guard those that are out there doing something. And friend, that's how the devil works. If you're sitting down doing nothing for the Lord, the devil's got you right where he wants you. But if you're standing up and being the man or the woman that God wants you to be, you get ready. Because he's coming to destroy you. He's coming to discourage you. He's coming to devour you today. But friend, I want you to know, the devil desired to destroy the Lord's ministry. He knew what Jesus came to do. And he tried to do everything in his power to stand in his way. Oh, aren't you glad Jesus overcame it? Aren't you glad that he overcame it and ended up being our Messiah and ended up being our Savior? I'm glad that he overcame that temptation. Let me tell you something. The devil desires to destroy my ministry. He desires to destroy your ministry. The devil's not going to make it easy on you. Child of God, we need to overcome him today. We need to overcome Him. You say, preacher, how are we going to overcome Him? By looking at the example that Jesus set for us. Number one, He overcame the tempter by relying on His Father's Word. If you notice in this text that three times the devil tempted the Lord. The first time, Jesus, the Bible said, was hungry. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And the very first temptation, the devil came to him and he said, Jesus, won't you turn these stones into bread and you'll be able to eat? That was the first temptation. The second temptation, he said, let's go to the, the, the pinnacle of the temple. And he took him there. This was about 500 feet above the Kidron Valley. And the devil at this time began to quote scripture. But if you notice that scripture, I believe it's Psalm 91, the devil didn't quote all the scripture. He's pretty good at that. It's just using bits and pieces there. And he said, just jump off of here and the angels of God will catch you. That was the second temptation. Third temptation, he took him up to the top and he said, look at all the kingdoms. Oh, if you'll just bow down and worship me, I'll give you every bit of this. I'll give you every bit of this. These were the temptations that Jesus faced that day. And I'm going to tell you that Jesus overcame every temptation that he faced by using one thing. And that was the Word of God. Three times, Jesus, the Son of the living God, looked at that devil and he said, As it is written. As it is written. How did he overcome that temptation? Because Jesus relied upon the Word. And that Word is what got him through. That Word is what overcame him. Let me tell you something. Your power system over the devil, you're, you have no defense today on your own. The greatest defense that we have against the devil is the living Word of God. 
Let me tell you something today. The battle that we face is not a physical battle, but it is a spiritual battle. Ephesians, Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Friend, the battle is not physical, but it is spiritual. Do you remember when David went down to Goliath and he said, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a, and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. I want you to know that even little David recognized the battle battle was not physical. It is a spiritual battle. The battle that we fight against the devil is a spiritual battle. Quit making it physical today. Make it spiritual because that's what it is. And when we realize it is a spiritual battle, then us as God's people, we need to cling to the most powerful weapon that we have. And I want you to know that the Word of God is the most powerful weapon that we have. Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. May I tell you that our weapons are not pistols, they're not rifles, they're not shotguns. It's the living Word of God. I want you to know that this is a real weapon, and it is the most powerful weapon in all the world. You say, preacher, why is it the most powerful weapon in all the world? Because when all the weapons in the world are destroyed, this is the only thing that will stand the test of time. And when that devil came to Jesus, he tried to do everything he could to throw him off, and Jesus relied on the promises of God. He, hey, if it was good enough for Jesus to do, may I tell you, it's good enough for you to do this morning. Jesus could have done anything he wanted to. Jesus had the power and ability to do all that he, that he desired. But that day, he showed us that you can overcome temptation by simply trusting in this. He said three times, as it is written. Let me tell you something, child of God. There's going to be days in your life you're going to have to tell that devil, as it is written, <laughs> thus saith the Lord. I'm going to tell you that devil's going to come to you. He's going to lie to you. He's going to persuade you of all kinds of things. He's going to tell you things. He's going to give doubts. He's going to put things in your life. You say, preacher, how do we overcome it? By relying on the Word of God. Let's think about some of these things. Number one, he'll come tempt us about the security of our salvation. How many times has the devil come to try to tempt us to get us to the place to doubt our salvation. Isn't it amazing? I believe in the security of the believer. I believe that when God saves, that God can keep us saved today. And I have full assurance of faith that the day that Jesus saved me, He saved me into the day of redemption. I know that that day, that there is nothing that could be done for me to lose my salvation. But, oh, that devil comes to me and tempts me and tries me and puts me in the place to even doubt my salvation. But I want you to know we can be reminded of the Scripture today where Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death nor nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, listen now, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Isn't that beautiful? Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Anytime He comes to you and say, Oh, look at all you've done. There's no way that Jesus has still saved your soul. There's no way that He kept you saved through all of this. You take the devil back to the Scripture. You get encouraged. 
encouraged and get reminded about the Scripture yourself and be reminded of the promises of God. And when that old devil comes to you, you take, thus saith the Lord, and you slap him in the face with it. Amen. You slap him in the face with it and you say, hey, there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Think about something else he gets us with. Every day we wake up with trials and tribulations. And I want you to know the devil loves for us to be here. And the devil's desire is for us to get in the place that we're all alone. Well, look at where I am. I'm saved. And I I put my faith and trust in the Lord. And I went before that church. I did everything that Bible told me to do. And here I am with trials and tribulations. And I'm all by myself. Let me tell you something. When you get saved, it does not exempt you from trials. And any preacher that tells you it does, he's lied to you, okay? You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. Some of the greatest men in the Bible fought some hard, hard battles in their life. But let me tell you something. You're not alone today. If you're saved by the precious blood of Jesus, you're not in this battle alone. Oh, one of my favorite scriptures is in Isaiah chapter 43. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Isn't that beautiful? Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Friend, when you're going through the fire, be reminded you're not alone. When you're going through the trials and tribulations, remember you're not alone. That the Lord is there beside you. And He's going to see you through this. Let me tell you, God's faithful today. God's faithful today. How many times that the devil convinces us God's not in our life, God doesn't care. He's not with us. He's not helping us, friend. God is alive and He's well. And He is high and lifted up and He's on His throne this morning. I want you to know that in the midst of your adversity, don't you let the devil convince you that God don't care about you. Don't let the devil convince you that no matter what you do, God won't help you. Friend, God is there for you. And He is waiting for you to cry out to Him and to call out to Him. Friend, God wants to help you. God knows every hair on your head. He knows your stature today. He knows every trial, every tribulation. that you. He knows you better than you do. Don't let the devil lie to you. You say, preacher, what is he waiting on? He's waiting for you to fall down and call upon His name today. And the Bible said, and I love this scripture as well in Jeremiah, he, the Lord said, and ye shall seek me and find me. Isn't that beautiful? When you seek the Lord, you can find the Lord. Whatever you're going through, you seek God and you'll find God. And when ye shall search for me with all your heart, I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I love this. And I will turn away your captivity. Isn't the Lord faithful today? Don't let the devil lie to you. How many trials and tribulations come to our life? And the devil brings these things in our life and we use them. And he uses them to get us to turn away from the church, to turn away from the Lord. So many people are not serving God today because of trials and tribulations. Let me tell you something. You're being put to the test. Overcome those temptations today. Overcome those trials. Don't give up. Put your faith and trust in the Lord. I thought about something else. How many times that the devil comes to us and convince us that we are insufficient for the work of the Lord. And I love a verse in Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are His workmanship. Isn't that beautiful? 
created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. How many of y'all feel unworthy to serve the Lord? I do. (laughs) And the devil will attack you on that. And he will tell you that you're insufficient, that you're not able, you're not capable, you you don't have what it takes. Look at your past. Who are you to stand up and do anything for the Lord? Let me remind you that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You remember what Moses said when God called Moses? You remember what Moses said? God, I can't do it. (laughs) Some of the greatest men in the Bible say, God, I can't do it. Let me tell you something. All God is wanting us to do is put our faith and trust in Him. And He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Oh, I'm insufficient, friend. Don't worry about your capabilities. Worry about His. And trust in His today. Don't let that old devil lie to you. Well, you can't serve. You can't teach. You can't do this. You can't do this. Let me tell you something. There was a day and time that I couldn't. But now that Jesus has saved me, He's redeemed me. And He forgave me. And praise God, we can move on. Amen. And we can serve the Lord and be productive in His ministry. Number two, He relied upon the provision of His Father. If you look at the first temptation there in verse number three, verse number two, when He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, He was after the hunger. The tempter came to Him and He said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And He answered and said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He relied upon the Father's word, and he relied upon the provision of the Father. He was hungry. If Jesus ever... I hate to say Jesus had a weakness, because I don't know if he ever had a weakness. But on the humanity part of him, he had a weakness that day, and he was hungry, the Bible says. Because he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Let me tell you something. The devil knew where to hit him. The devil knew what his weakness was at that time, and he said, I'll hit him right there. Let me tell you something. The devil knows your weakness. He knows what you need and what you don't need. He knows what tempts you more than other things. He knows how to pull your strings. He knows the right things to say, and he knows the right things to do. And let me tell you something. He hit Jesus right where he was really hurting because Jesus was hungry. And he said, Oh, if thou be the Son of God. Take these stones and turn them into bread. He said, take this into your own hands. Oh, if you be the Son of God, look at you. You're the Son of God and you're hungry. Let me tell you, it was not the Father's will for Jesus to obey the voice of the devil that day. Anything the devil tells you to do, you better do the opposite. You are not to be obedient to the devil. You are not to be obedient to the tempter, okay? Listen. He said, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And he even threw the Word of God out there. Let me remind you something. Jesus is the bread of life. (laughs) Amen. He He didn't have to turn that into bread because he is the bread of life. But the humanity part of him, he was hungry. But he knew this, that God was going to take care of him. He knew that as long as he was obedient to the will of the Father, that the Father was going to take care of him. Of him. Look in Matthew chapter 6 with me. If you're with me, say amen. Matthew chapter 6. And I love these scripture. And I, every person, when they first get saved, they need to read these verses because your life is different. 
You're not to rely upon yourself anymore. You're not to rely on physical things anymore. You're to seek one thing, and it's the kingdom of God. Notice what he said in Matthew 6 and in verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these, all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Let me tell you something. God knows what you need this morning. He knows your need. He knows your desires. Look in verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let me tell you something. The day you get saved, your desires have to change. Your focus has to change. You're no longer to run after the jewels and the gold and the silver of this world. But you're to run after those things, Brother Trey, that are above. You're to run and, and focus on the kingdom of God. You say, Preacher, i got bills to pay. Preacher, i got kids to put clothes on. The Lord knows that. The Bible said He knows what you need. And He said, Take no thought of it. You do your job. You put your focus on my kingdom, and I'll provide the rest for you. Friend, that is one of the hardest things for God's people to do is to completely have faith that Jesus is going to provide. But let me tell you something. The Lord will provide. He is the Jehovah Jireh. And God has every provision. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He has more than this world can ever give you today. You put your focus on Him and He's going to provide for you. Hey, Jesus never had to give in to that temptation because he said, you know what? My father has this. God's going to take care of me. Hey, that devil's going to come to you. He's going to make your life miserable. He's going to come to you and tempt you. He's going to tell you how sorry you are. He's going to remind you of your bills you have to pay. He's going to remind you of these things. He's going to make you miserable. But you remember, God's got this. God can take care of this. Nothing it's too big that God can't handle. But we've got to trust Him. We've got to seek Him. And we've got to put our faith in Him this morning. He trusted in the Father's provision. Do you trust this morning that He can provide for you? Do you trust this morning that He can provide for your family? Three kids. Raising three kids in this society. That's a scary thought, isn't it? But I know God's got this. The trials and tribulations we go through, it's a scary thought. But I know greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. His provision is already there waiting on us. All he's waiting for us to do is trust and obey. Number three, he relied upon the love that he had for the Father. Look at the very, in Matthew 4, look at the very last temptation. In verse 8, the devil taketh him up into exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Let me tell you something. There's only one God and there's only one person you fall down and worship. And anything you put before the one true and living God, that's what you're doing. You're worshiping a false god and a false idol. Jesus said, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Now think about this. He took him to the top. He said, Jesus, you can have all of this. All you got to do is fall down and worship me. Think about this. 
Jesus already owned it. <laughs> and he would be the king of all of that if he would be obedient to the will of the Father. You see, Jesus could have skipped the cross, is what the devil's trying to tell him, because Jesus knew what he was going to have to face. Jesus knew what he was going to have to go through at Calvary. And the devil said, it's just fall down right now and you can have it right now. Well, friend, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have got it because the devil didn't have it to give it, okay? <laughs> it's God's. It's all God's. And he said, you fall down and worship me. But Jesus knew that he had to be obedient to the will of the Father. And the only way for him to go through these things and to be and receive these kingdoms and to be the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords, he had to be obedient to the voice of the Father. Jesus said, God the Father said, you can have it all, Jesus, but you've got to do what I told you. You've got to go to Calvary and you've got to die. And you've got to defeat death, hell, and the grave. <laughs> and on that third morning, you've got to get up and you've got to show out. <laughs> you got to show this entire world that the devil himself cannot defeat you. He said, you got to do what no man else has ever done before. You say, preacher, there's been other people that died and was resurrected, but only through the power of the Lord. But let me tell you something about those people. They died, they're resurrected, resurrected, then they died again. But Jesus died, He resurrected, and He lives forevermore. He lives forevermore. And God said, you be obedient to me, and then I'll provide it all to you. You can have it. Let me tell you something. It's His today. It's all His. Why? Because He was obedient. He didn't fall down and He didn't worship. Why didn't He fall down? Why didn't He worship? Because He loved the Father too much. He loved the Father too much that He wouldn't bow down to any false idol or anybody else or anything else. You say, preacher, this whole world's getting bad and I'm afraid the government's going to tell us to bow down to this and bow down to that, friend. There ain't but one true living God. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You don't ever bow down to anything. You don't ever give in to any temptation because your love for the Father and your love for Jesus ought to overcome any temptation that you face. You say, why can't I give in? Why can't I just all fall away? Because I love Jesus this morning and I love God you know why I love God? Because He first loved me. And that's what this relationship, that's what this life is all about now, is the love that God has for me and the love that I have for Him. You remember times growing up, I remember times in my life that I just couldn't do some things because I loved my mom and daddy so much. And I was, I was an idiot. <laughs> growing up, I was an idiot, I'll be honest. So that's not politically correct. Will y'all ever know me to be politically correct? I was an idiot. And I deserved everything I ever got growing up. But let me tell you, there was a lot of things that I wouldn't do because I love my father and my mother. And that love that I had for them helped me overcome a lot of things. And friend, it's the same way when you get saved and you look at where Jesus has brought you from. He reached down in that miry clay and He picked me up and He put my feet upon that solid rock. And every day the devil comes to me and he says, quit preaching. Brother Trey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every day the preacher, not the preacher, the devil, two different people now, not the same. The devil comes to me 
and say, give it up. Give it up. Friend, I can't. Because I love the Lord too much. And the Lord has done too much and so much for me that I can't give it up today. I love the Lord. He's been good to me. He's been good to me. My wife, my three children, my salvation. I could go on and on and on. He's been good. And I'm not going to give in. You know why? Because God's been good to me. The devil said, you fall down, you worship me. Let me tell you, every day the devil says, you fall down and worship me. Fall down and get out of the service of the Lord. Quit going to church. Quit doing this. Quit doing that. Friend, we got to keep on. Because our love for the Lord ought to overcome any temptation and any trial. I don't know about y'all, but this is where it's all at. I don't want to disappoint him. You say, Preacher, why do you get up and preach this morning? Because I don't want to disappoint the Father. He has given me more than anybody else. You say, Preacher, you're going to get up tomorrow. By God's grace, I am. And by God's grace, I'm going to serve Him again. Why? Because His love for me is beyond all measure. He's worthy to serve. Do you love Him this morning? Let me tell you something. He loves you. And if you love Him, then stay with Him. Keep on serving Him. There's a lot of days that me and my wife, we have trials and tribulations together. We have problems in marriage. And a lot of them are my fault. I admitted them, Lacey. A lot of them are my fault. You know how we get overcome them? Love. The love that we have for one another. Do you know how she keeps putting up with me? Because she loves me. Why? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out, but she loves me. And that's how we get through these trials and these tribulations. And friend, that's how you're going to get through them in the world. Your love for the Father and your love for the Son. Do you love Him this morning? Then stay in it. Don't quit. Don't give up. These altars are open this morning. Maybe you're weak and you're tore down and you're low, friend. Fall on your face this morning and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need your strength. I need your provision. Maybe you're here this morning. And you've never been saved. Oh, would you meet Jesus. Make Him your personal Savior today. I want to ask you to stand very quiet, very reverent. We're going to do something a little different this morning. Now, I'm just going to ask the pianist to come, the musicians. But we're not going to have a hymn of invitation. We're just going to have music this morning playing. And I'm going to ask at this time if every head will bow and every eye close. And Miss uh, Dina is going to start playing here in a minute. And as she plays... And as this music is, is going on, I want you this morning, to whatever God is doing in your heart, I want you to answer Him. If He's leading you to come to these altars and pray and seek strength, would you come do that this morning? There's families being devoured every day. There's people getting out of the battle every day. And friend, we need strength this morning. We find it at the altar. Would you be willing to take your family to the altar? The devil seeks to devour your family. Would you come to the altar today? Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You need salvation this morning. Would you come? You have a public decision to make. Would you come this morning?